This is SEN's NBL show with Braden Hesselhurst. Now Qualls turned it over, straight in the path of Scott Sobey, pulls up from the foul line, nothing but net. A show built for Australian basketball fans. Welcome everybody to the second edition of the NBL show here on SENQ. I'm your host, Braden the Hoff. Hazelhurst, we've got Sam Leckie behind the panels as well. We've got a big show for you coming up today. We have why there is a need for the Bullets fans to stay patient and not get too disheartened by their losing streak at the moment. We have Brisbane Bullets guard Mitch Norton. A chat with him ahead of his return to Perth, where he spent five seasons with the Wildcats, including two championships. We'll go through some of the latest storylines in the NBL, including... Some bad injury news for the Bullets. Who are my top dogs from the previous round and who is on the radar for the upcoming round? So big show for you today. And first, we'll get started with an interview with Brisbane Bullets guard Mitch Norton. Welcome to Brisbane Bullets guard, Mitch Norton. Mitch, thanks for joining us on the NBL show. Thanks for having me, guys. Mate, in big week for you, heading back to the Perth Wildcats after five seasons there, across your first season with the, the Brisbane Bullets. What are the emotions like this week? Yeah, it's exciting. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be fun to catch up with a lot of people that, um, you know, I consider... Good friends, um, both on and off the court. So, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Mate, as a competitor, surely there's some fire in the belly going against your former team? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's a fun place to play in the jungle. Uh, both, you know, I guess when you're considering it home uh, and a visitor. So uh, the atmosphere on Friday night games is uh, is electrifying. I feel like people finish work, knock off, go have a couple... Um, they come in fully loaded. So, um, yeah, the atmosphere is going to be fantastic. As a competitor, you know, we have lost four on the trot. So um, if you're not G'd up to, to turn this thing around on the road um, in front of a hostile crowd, you know, I don't think you this, this profession is for you. So, um, no, we're, we're fired up as a squad. And, um, yeah, as a competitor, I can't wait. And, mate, uh, you know Bryce Cotton better than anyone, having played alongside him. But he's been struggling so far this season is that uh danger signs for you guys what are you expecting from bryce this week <laughs> i mean bryce is bryce right so um you know you don't expect him to have uh too many games where you know he doesn't put up big numbers um he's a hell of a talent but um you know they got a talented squad so it's going to take everyone on our roster to try and um i guess limit bryce's impact um as much as possible but you know he's been seeing you know certain coverages for a you know, a long period of time in this league, and I think he's seen just about everything. So um, for us, yeah, it's, it's you know obviously he's a extreme talent. Um, you know, I loved going against him time and time again at training, um, and hopefully, you know, I'll, I'll end up on the good side. <laughs> and missing Shannon Scott, mate, obviously with that hamstring injury, you'll have to take up some of that load at the point guard position. How do you cover the loss of Shannon? Yeah, you know, Shannon's a uh, he's a hell of a point guard. He's a hell of a floor general. Um, so for us, it's it's not about just one person filling that role. Um, you know, his communication and in huddles and things like that is elite. So uh, for me, it doesn't really change too much in terms of, you know, my role and what I'm expected to do. Um, you know, I'm 
I feel like I, I play the same way no matter where I am or, or what situation I'm in. So um, looking forward to obviously maybe a little bit more extra opportunity, but um, outside of that, you know, it's, it's all systems forward and, and trying to get this thing rolling in the right direction. Mitch, you've been a part of teams that obviously won, won championships with Perth, but even Illawarra made a grand final series. The Brisbane Bullets uh, fans have uh, been starved of success the last couple of years, and despite the, the losing streak that you mentioned earlier, I've been mentioning how this team is different with, with Schuller and um, the defensive focus you guys have. As, as someone who's been part of championship teams, what gives you faith that this club is heading in the right direction? For me, it's it's probably a lot of things that people on the outside don't necessarily see. Um, for me, it's about daily habits. So, you know, if you have, you know, the number of guys, there was we had a day off the other week, um, and there wasn't one guy that didn't come through the the four walls of the Bullets um, facility, uh, whether that was, you know, to get shots, watch tape, physio, rehab, whatever it is. Um, and I think that's a good sign of, You've got a number of guys. You've got pretty much the whole squad, you know, asking what I can do to help get this thing rolling in the right direction. Um, the good thing is we don't have anyone pointing fingers, blaming people, and I think that's the right attitude to have. And um, I've seen teams train the house down time and time again, um, and I think it's only a matter of time before we see things starting to click with this group. And in Perth on Friday night, bait, but then return home to play the Tasmania Jack Jumpers. And they've looked like they've gone to another level as well. I know your focus is on the Wildcats, but what have been your thoughts on the Jack Jumpers early on? Yeah, I think, you know, they do a great job of just playing Jack Jumpers basketball, I guess. Uh, you know, up and in, hard nose, um, defensive mindset. And I think, you know, that's that's something that uh that we should, you know, thrive to all rise to the occasion. I think it's a really good challenge for us um to play against another physical team. Uh, you know, we kind of had that a little bit in New Zealand and, and were able to execute down the stretch um, and get a win over there, which is a tough place to do so. Um, so for us, again, like you said, it is about Friday night. Um, it's about the first quarter. And then um, from then on, uh, we look forward to coming home and playing in front of a, a great fan base that we have. Mitch, really appreciate your time. All the best for this week, starting Friday night at RAC against Perth and then at home on Sunday against the Jack Jumpers. No worries. Thanks for having me, mate. Appreciate it. Cheers, Mitch. We're back. This is SEN's NBL show with Braden Hesselhurst. Sobe with some footwork in the jam with authority. A show built for Australian basketball fans. Welcome back to the NBL show here on SENQ. Great interview there with uh, Bullets guard Mitch Norton. Now, Bullets fans, I'm going to call for you guys to stay patient, especially after the last four games. They've had a promising start to the season with two consecutive wins, including one on the road to New Zealand, but have fallen to four straight losses, two of them against contenders for the championship this year in Sydney and Melbourne, and then two also two powerful teams in the competition, including the Queensland rivals, Cairns Taipans, and the much-improved Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. But now is not the time for the same old Bullets narrative. After Bullets fans have experienced playoffs just once since their return in 2016, albeit a sweep against the Perth Wildcats. Now, first of all, they've had injuries and absence, absences they've had to cover with the likes of Josh Bannon missing the start of the season, Aaron Baines, of course, being suspended, and now Shannon Scott 
missing time with a hamstring injury. But this is a different Bullets team, and it's led by first-year coach Justin Schuller. After seven years with Melbourne United as an assistant, including two championships, he knows what he wants, and he's been very direct about what needs to happen and the type of player he needs, uh, players he needs to take the Bullets to the promised land for the first time since the famous team in 2007. First of all, Bullets fans have been crying out for an import or starting level point guard to pair along with Nathan Sobey since his arrival in Brisbane in 2019. But in past years, those cries have fallen on deaf ears until the arrival of Justin Schuller this season. He wanted a point guard to free up Nathan Sobey to be more aggressive on the offensive end and do what he does best, and he got one straight away. Shannon Scott, who comes across from the Cairns Taipans, who's been impressive to start this year. Secondly, he wanted defensive-minded players who play with an edge and help create a culture, and he did that with the recruitment of the likes of Sam McDaniel, Mitch Norton, Josh Bannon, and even Isaac White. Yes, the Bullets have struggled on the offensive end so far this season, but their defense has been impressive. Sitting third in defensive rating, since their return to the league, Brisbane have finished inside the top four just twice in defensive rating, but have finished either ninth or last five times. Five times since their return in 2016-17. They also rank first in the league for both steals and blocks per game this year. So they are competing and playing with more toughness on the defensive end than really we've seen since the Bullets have come back under the likes of Andre Lamanis and James Duncan over the last two seasons. So, Bullets fans, you are seeing signs of change that are promising for the future of the club. There may be some growing pains along the way. Stay with it, Bullets fans. They are coming. Now, covering some of the storylines across the NBL, we mentioned... Brisbane Bullets import point guard Shannon Scott missing the next three to four weeks with a hamstring injury. And next we go to the Sydney Kings. The return of DJ Hogue this week. He'll face his former team in the Cairns Taipans Saturday night. He missed the first six games with a shoulder injury. That's a big end for the Sydney Kings. He was an all-NBL second team member last season. Averaged just over 18 points and shot the three at above 35%. So huge in there. For the Sydney Kings, one other person I don't expect to be back in the NBL is Xavier Cooks. Last year's MVP for the Sydney Kings was weighed by the Washington Wizards a couple of days before NBA season tip-off. He's expected to stay in the US, and even if he did come back, the Sydney Kings have first right of refusal, and they're not letting their MVP go. Now, next is the return of New Zealand and Cairns from their NBA trips. Really excited to see these two teams back Yes, the Breakers came back in the last round and lost to Melbourne United, but I don't really count that one after the travel they've experienced over the last couple of weeks. And they put up a good effort against the champ- one of the championship favourites in United as well. But they host Adelaide Thursday afternoon and then play at South East Melbourne Phoenix on Saturday. Cairns, really excited for them to get back to the league. Their last game was a game that took all the headlines across Australia and in the league with that incident with Aaron Baines, but they're back on court. They play Illawarra at Illawarra on Thursday night and then at home against Sydney Kings on Saturday night. So my last storyline is still the struggles of Bryce Cotton, the superstar from the Perth Wildcats. The Wildcats really need to get him going if there's any chance of trying to make the finals. 
They're on a three-game losing streak, and Bryce Cotton's averaging just over 15 points a game. He's got 90 field goal attempts, and Jordan Usher, one of their imports, has 86. Now, Jordan Usher came to the league with the focus of trying to win Defensive Player of the Year, and I think that he really needs to get back to trying to focus on the defensive end for the Perth Wildcats while they try and get Bryce Cotton going. Because when the Perth Wildcats were successful, Bryce was playing alongside the likes of Damian Martin, Mitch Norton, and their offensive focus was just going back to Bryce Cotton as much as they can. So if Jordan Usher can go back to really focusing on the defensive end, let Cotton, along with the likes of Corey Webster and Keanu Pinder, focus on carrying the load offensively. The Perth Wildcats have enough talent to get back in the finals race. And next, we have Braden's Top Dogs. First up, we're going to give a shout-out to the front office and coaches of the Tasmania Jack Jumpers and the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. Starting with the Tasmania Jack Jumpers, have been really impressive and performed above expectations in the NBL since their inception two years ago. They made the grand final in their first year and made the finals in their second season, but they've been known as a defensive team and have struggled a little bit offensively. But some key recruits has really added firepower to this team and given them the title of being one of the championship contenders alongside the likes of Melbourne United and the Sydney Kings. Bringing Jordan Crawford, the import point guard, to pair alongside Milton Doyle, he had a coming out party against the Sydney Kings on the weekend. He's averaging 20 points to go alongside Doyle's 19 and really added a different dimension to this Jack Jumpers offense. Alongside the likes of Jack McVeigh, who continues to improve each and every year, the recruitment of Majok Dang off the bench as well. Really bringing firepower off the bench for the Tasmania Jack Jumpers, giving them another weapon offensively and at the disposal of one of the best coaches in the league in Scott Roth. They really struggled the offensively across their first couple of seasons in the NBL, but this year so far, they're first in offensive rating. And their defense is not going to be something to mess with as well. Marcus Lee leading the way on that end, and they're still to welcome Will Magne back. So Tasmania Jack Jumpers going to be a force to mess with. And on the other end, Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, they've been a team that's been great on the offensive end since they've been in the league, but struggled defensively. And the narrative has been each year, they want to get better defensively. That's what they need to do to be a championship contender. Well, finally, it's happened under the influence of Mike Kelly in his first year at the club. They welcomed in Matt Kenyon, a defensive-minded player from the Tasmania Jack Jumpers, Craig Moller, and Gorjok Gak from the Brisbane Bullets. Three players who bring a different type of edge defensively and allow the likes of Mitch Creek, Gary Brown, Alan Williams to carry the load offensively. So this week, those are my top dogs. Tasmania and the Southeast Melbourne coaches and front office. And next, we go into the teams or players who are on the radar. Our first team who's on the radar this week is the Illawarra Hawks, the team that finished last in the NBL last season, and they're anchored at the bottom again this year at 1-4 and four to start this campaign, and their only win has come against an injury-ravaged Southeast Melbourne Phoenix side a couple of weeks ago at home. It doesn't get any easier either. They've got Cairns this weekend as well as Melbourne United. Their offensive rating 
last year, dead last, and dead last in defense. Where is the improvement coming from? They welcomed in some new recruits. Mason Peatling expected to bring the defensive edge and toughness edge from the Melbourne United. He's been injured the last couple of weeks. Gary Clark expected to give them a boost offensively. He had a good game against Melbourne United last round, but apart from that, has been struggling. And I think they really need to try and get Sam Froling going as well. He played better when he had the likes of Duop Reith next side, next to him. Another big, so it could take the pressure off him and he could free up a little bit offensively. The Illawarra Hawks are struggling and I don't see any light at the end of the tunnel for them this year. Second up is the pairing of DJ Mitchell and Isaac White from the Brisbane Bullets. We've spoken about their offensive struggles, but especially with the likes of Shannon Scott expected to miss the next three to four weeks. To me, those are two players who can pick up some of the load and bring a different spark to the Bullets offensively. DJ Mitchell, a player who led the league last year in three-point percentage, and Isaac White, who's known as a spark plug off the bench offensively. Between them so far, they're averaging just over 14 points a game. And I'd really like to see them to have a bit of a focus to lead the way for the Bullets offensively. And if they can pick up that production, maybe the Bullets can pick up some much-needed wins over the next couple of weeks before they welcome Aaron Baines and then Shannon Scott back later in the piece. But that's about all we have time for on our segments today. Before we go, round four starts with New Zealand hosting Adelaide, Illawarra hosting Cairns. Friday, Tasmania Jack Jumpers hosting Melbourne United, Perth hosting Brisbane. Saturday, it's the Phoenix hosting New Zealand, the Cairns Taipans hosting the Sydney Kings. Sunday, we have Melbourne United hosting Illawarra and Brisbane Bullets hosting Tasmania, which will be live on SENQ and the SEN app from 3 p.m. That's all we have time for today. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week on the NBL Show.